Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <gasps> yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Featherstone, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show, live and living, Kelligan, funky like a monkey, if you will, always, always ready to have a bunch of fun, like we will tonight, like we will every night. Of course, follow us on Twitter, at Crave Wrestling, and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. We got some a bunch of people lining up here, ready to ask some questions for the guest of the week this week. Really excited. I had him on the show almost two years ago, uh, almost uh, just about two years ago. And uh, a lot has happened uh, between then and now. Uh, he's uh, in the main event picture uh, at in, in Impact Wrestling now. He once was uh, he once was coming in and making a big impression on the X Division. And um, he pulled kind of like a Finn Balor in in new japan or finn balor now on the wwe uh he was kind of like a junior heavyweight it was he's been junior heavyweight tag team champions in new japan uh but he's doing some more heavyweight division things now in impact wrestling 
so that's very, very interesting to see. Uh, he's been in the business for a long time, so he's always a, a man of challenges. Uh, so going into the heavyweight division in Impact Wrestling uh, is definitely a, a, a challenge, but a challenge uh, that he has been stepping up and, uh, and, and just really taken by force. So without further, further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Impact Wrestling star Matt Vidal. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, thanks for the introduction. Absolutely, man. Uh, so yeah, so you've uh, over the past uh, couple months now, uh, you know, you've been, uh, you were in a, uh, you made some noise in the X Division, uh, and then you know you were in a big feud, you were in a big angle with Bobby Lashley, Destination X, I believe it was that you defeated him, um, and that was uh, probably one of the biggest upsets of the year. Uh, but you got uh, a lot of people was was on your side, and you got a bunch of pops for that. Uh, the, the goal was for Lashley to choose the World Heavyweight Championship if he would have uh, won, and and for you to choose your uh, the championship of your choosing. I believe Bruce Pritchard was uh, in charge at the time, assuming that you would stay in the X division, but uh, you decided to challenge yourself, and you've been uh, you've been hanging in the, in the with the heavyweights nowadays. What are your thoughts on uh, hanging with the heavyweights? All right, there you go. I was wondering if you were going to ask me a question, if you were just going to say a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I guess I get what you're You've saying. You've been interviewed I mean, a bunch of times, Matt. You know you know when the, uh, it's a double dutch. You know when they're I coming. I know. Paul's. I was trying to be difficult just for fun. The I just wanted to leave you Paul's. hanging. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, there's like a, there's an ancient Zen, uh, oh, the word is like, Schwen or Schwan, and that's mm-hmm. the sound. Okay, so if you're sitting outside on a quiet night and it's totally mm-hmm. silent, and then all of a sudden in the distance, and you can't hear where, but you just hear like a bird, crow, or chirp make a noise in a distance or an owl hoot, mm-hmm. and then moments later, it's silence again, but the silence feels deeper because you heard that sound. Yeah. And that sound, that sound actually deepened the silence, and that's me. That's that's a, you know, uh, I think that's what I do. I try and deepen the silence, <laughs> which hopefully also draws a little bit of attention. But you know what I'm going for now yeah. these days is the opposite of what people think. You know, you were talking a lot about me doing this thing in the X Division and. And the, the the ideas in life, there's no real boundaries, no real constraints uh, other than the ones we set on ourselves. So I just uh, analyzed all the daily assumptions that I make. I just assumed I should go for the X Division title. And then I realized, well, I can do anything I want. And in Global Force, like, you can make a big impact quickly, and that's what I'm trying to do. But, uh, you know, I'm back to going into that X Division title because uh, since 2003, I have fantasized about winning that belt and I would love to bring that to fruition and uh, I think coming up we have uh, a lovely pay-per-view coming up and I'll have a chance at the exhibition title and a uh, it'll be possibly my first ever uh, ultimate X match yeah I'm, just not, I'm, I'm not exactly sure on the match right now or what's what's exactly happening how that's sorting out for the, mm-hmm. for the pay-per-view but uh and hopefully, hopefully I get the match and 
basket to walk home champion because I'm making statements in GFW. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got and a my bunch statement of is think for yourself and question authority. There you go. Absolutely. And that has uh, made you uh, one of the key players in GFW Impact Wrestling. Um, I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a little bit of both. What what is what is the official title? What what is what official title? Of the of the promotion. Is it GFW? Do you think I work for the network, man? Do you think I work for the company, man? I'm just a wrestler, dude. I'm just one of the boys. We just come in there and throw down when we see. My name and another guy's name on a sheet of paper. We know we're going to go out there and go to work. You know, I don't know. It could be called Bananas and Pajamas Pro Wrestling for all I care. Uh, no, you know, it's funny because I think I think there is a special joy in still referring to Impact or GFW as just TNA. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, it's, it's a nice little shorthand. Uh, it doesn't, you know... Everybody likes to classify wrestling organizations as this or that, and so you can kind of peg them down and define them. But you can't say like to to assume that there's continuity in it is to assume that the you know the Yankees from seven years ago or the Yankees of today is a completely different team, and you shouldn't think of them as the same team. They're a completely different individual organization. So like every once in a while, people send me kind of the mean tweet about oh i don't watch gfw and i was like well one nobody asked you and two <laughs> you know you're, you're i'm i'm only asking people to watch me and my friends and i don't care where they're wrestling but uh you know you're gonna miss out if you don't watch the stuff that i'm a part of mm-hmm. yeah i mean you you're, you're you're celebrating how long have you been in the business how many years have you been in the business now oh man i had my uh I mean, you want to start from when I was one of the best backyard wrestlers ever in Missouri. You know, I was doing that at 15, 16. I built a ring in my backyard. Uh, but I had my pro debut in 2000. So what are we in 2017? So, yeah, you know, 17, 18 years. Wow. 17 years. That is uh, that is quite incredible. Out of yeah, the 17 still peaking. Years, yeah. <laughs> out of the 17 years. Do you have a most memorable moment? What sticks out? Like what one match, one uh, one signing, one incident, one uh, backstage, you know, uh, conversation or anything? Oh, one got, interaction with a fan. I, I mean, it's got to be out? the Pancakes and Piledriver podcast, without a doubt. <laughs> well, it's the Pancakes uh, and Power Slams po- uh, podcast. And uh, yeah. thank you for uh, patronizing and putting me over. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, man, Ladies I know and the gentlemen, uh, uh, I put the, my show on. The best thing, I mean, the best thing that I've ever done is log on to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Matt Seidel and just like <laughs> those t shirts just like really make me feel good. And you spell that M A T T S Y D A L. That's also Matt Seidel on Instagram. I'm really not yeah. funny or snarky on Instagram. I just post wrestling pictures. It's, uh, I guess sometimes I try to make a better story, but I should yeah. make a story during this podcast. Now I'll try you should. to stay focused. Why not? I, I don't know Why not? if you can do if, if I can do that at once. The audio might mess up, and I hate. I mean, we're trying to do a professional show here, Chris. Don't try. Don't have your guests distracted or eating food, which I was like, I had to walk away from that chicken and potatoes I was cooking because uh, it would be in my face right now. 
Oh, I, I, I'm definitely on the need to get bigger plan. Uh, but, and, you know, like you said, 17 years, but I really don't think I've done my best work yet. And I don't, I mean, I feel um, like this work that I'll be creating in the next five years will be the best stuff I've ever done. I mean, I, I certainly think I can keep going forward and creating new fun wrestling for everybody. And uh, what's great is that the style of wrestling that I've been a proponent of for the last 17 years that I love that that made me a fan of wrestling, that's the kind of wrestling we're sharing with the world now. And everybody's getting a taste of it and everybody's loving it. And uh, that's where the business is thriving uh, because it's, they, the, the guys are doing great work and I'm proud to be a part of this movement. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of wrestlers doing great work, uh, uh, put your – uh, upcoming dates over. You you've put my show over. You've put your website over. Uh, now it's time to put your dates over. Uh, I saw on Twitter that you uh, have um, a flyer about Black Friday Mayhem. And let me and let me make sure I'm going to emphasize something very interesting. Since you put my show over, uh, there's many 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 people watching via LiveRussellZone.com. So this is what I'm about to do as we're talking right now. I'm actually showing the flyer to the live uh, uh, com Facebook. So they are wa- they're looking at the flyer as we're talking right now. So Black Friday, put it over. Black Friday Mayhem. Oh, man, come on. I don't have my schedule off the top of my head like that. <laughs> I can tell you, coming it. up uh, next, ne- uh, on Saturday, uh, October 7th, I'm in Ardmore, Oklahoma for Oklahomania. Uh, I'll be doing a convention in Dallas earlier that day, signing autographs, selling some sweet T-shirts that say Matt Fidel, we are all one, with a big peace sign on them, uh, so I can sell my propaganda there. The following weekend, uh, we will be doing Pro Wrestling Guerrilla All-Star Weekend. Uh, that's the mm. 21st of October, I think. Uh, that's a fun one. You know, I'm sure you, people will steal it online, and I'll be happy that they see it. Then the next weekend, <laughs> my Halloween weekend booking, where I'll be dressed as a unicorn, at least going to the ring. As is tradition, I typically like to wear a good Halloween costume, at least for half of my matches, not all of it. I'll be at WrestlePro, which is out of uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. I'm not exactly sure where the show is, but that's going to be a good one. The following week on 11-4, I've got a charity show it's in York, PA, and I'm – oh, man, I could tell you some more, but that's not the case. Mm. I've got a show in Peru. Oh, man, dude, i got a show in Peru. Then i got shows in Montreal, in London, Canada, London, Ontario. Uh, yeah, I'm hustling these days. And I try wow. to keep everybody updated with my dates on my Twitter, which is still at FindEvans because uh, I got onto Twitter way too early. And then my Instagram is Matt Seidel, M-A-T-T-S-Y-D-A-L. And, uh, like, I lied when I said I only post wrestling stuff. Occasionally I post, like, uh, crazy sad stories like that one I tried to – I poorly retold uh, the beginning of your show. And just, uh, you know, a little bit of insight into what makes me tick. Yeah. Uh, the one that I showed up on the um... – was um, the one for Excite Wrestling. Excite Wrestling. So, whatever that was. Um, oh, is, that the, is Keith Lee on that one, too? I, I think so. 
man, he's good. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's getting spoiled. I've I've been on some crummy shows before in my day, and I'll tell you what, these you guys these days are getting some great wrestlers, man. (laughs) Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, those guys are just tearing it up these days. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've had Keith Lee on my show uh, before, uh, and he, um, man, he he's a he's a horse, man. He's a stallion, and uh, he definitely. he he definitely is uh, very uh, very ambitious, very very ambitious, and um, so I'm really looking forward to him. Uh, yeah, it was um, the one I showed was November the 24th. So um, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, we just added that one. I'm excited. Oh, I, uh, I love doing northern shows in in November. You know, be, mm-hmm. being a in the recent immigrant to Florida, I have found that the sunshine is my preferred weather. But, you know, I love wrestling in Canada because mm. when I was 16 years old, I threatened my parents that I was going to either run away and go to the heart dungeon or <laughs> or go to Mexico and train to be a luchador. Uh, and, and uh, but luckily, been, I didn't have to run away to the heart dungeon. You Yeah, you've wrestled in Mexico before, right? Oh man, of course I've wrestled in Mexico. I love, and you know, I wrestled for Dragon Gate, which is you know a lot of guys that trained in Mexico, and then I mean, wrestling is pretty universal. Uh, I, I love Lucha Libre, and I loved it a lot as a young kid. I'll never forget when I was you know I was a kid and I crossed the border into Tijuana and bought myself a fistful of pro wrestling luchador masks and really just became enamored with it. And I always thought I would have to wear a mask to wrestle, but I don't know. They just told me, Matt, man, you're just too charming and good looking to put you under a mask. So, you know, we just can't do it. We want people to come to the shows. We want yeah. to draw that that female demographic that we just can't seem to get in the houses. But Matt, you can do it. We believe that you are the draw. Yeah. There's uh there's been a lot of controversy going on with uh, people, uh, certain reporters. Uh, I got word that certain reporters uh, had a very negative um, standpoint toward women's wrestling, uh, and. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, they it got a lot of heat <laughs> recently, um, and so people like Ricochet, um, Jimmy Havoc, um, I believe even Alistair Black from from NXT. Um, there's a bunch of people who um, didn't didn't necessarily like that. <laughs> and uh, what are your thoughts on 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 women's wrestling? I mean, I am. Hey, here's the thing: if if, if there's a woman, who want, a woman who wants to make it in this business, they need to come to my school at eight two two three, Omerton Road, Largo, Florida. I love women's wrestling. I like when I first started training. Uh, I started with Mischief and Daisy Hayes, and um, and me, those two, and Delirious, all four broke out together. So, I mean, if it wasn't for women's wrestling, I would have, wouldn't have been traveling all over the country. Our car wouldn't have been nearly as valuable without those two in the car, and they were great and well-trained. Uh, I, you know, I think the thing people notice sometimes with women is they get put in the ring a little bit premature before they're perhaps as well-trained as, let's say, a Japanese wrestler that that went to the full dojo program, but they're also like you know a, they're uh, you know every 
person on the show serves a unique purpose and does a unique role. And I think women these days are selling tickets and they make wrestling watchable. I mean, the last thing I want to see is more dudes running around in their underwear all oiled up. Uh, sign me up for dudes wearing more clothes when they're wrestling. And also uh, the women performing uh, when they're, when the women are athletes, they look awesome in there. When they're pretending to be athletes, they look like they're pretending to be athletes. You know, there's just a difference. There's levels to the game, and when you put a world-class person in there with someone who's six months in and just has duck feet and doesn't know or doesn't have the confidence and hasn't been, you know, trained well, I mean, there's you can just see the difference, you know, in the, in the women just like you can see in the guys. But right now in wrestling, I think it's you, it would be advantageous to be a woman in this day and age because the opportunities are really coming, and um, you can. There's a pretty good, quick climb to the top. Whereas, you know, I think it's going to be a little bit more challenging for guys. But you know, I mean, really, it's a, it's a good time to be in the business in any role. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I guess I, I think you're referring to those, some sexist remarks. Uh, I, I think people. You, I, I just don't react to that stuff. I can't put it over one way or the other. It's like, you know, uh, if people are going to be stupid and ignorant, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't even dignify them with much of my time. So yeah, I didn't look too much into that. Fiasco. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it came, I was, I was reporting a story on Russell's own and, um, it was, uh, I was kind of following a tweet. It started off with me reporting a story and I saw something that was retweeted, and I just kind of followed that kind of uh, followed those string of tweets, and, and I was like, "Whoa, what, what is going on here?" Uh, it was uh, it was quite interesting, uh, not in a positive way, but uh, uh, you know, just women women as objects. That's uh, certainly um, you know not not good. Uh, the Attitude Era kind of did that. Was that? Uh, was was that something that you enjoyed at woman during the attitude era? Well, the first woman I ever fell in love with was Sunny, on the back of a PWI, I believe. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, and you know, I I went to shows where I was like I was a kid, and I was a pretty sheltered youth. And at these shows, the you know DX was out there getting girls to lift up their shirts on commercial breaks and just having fun. And but this was the age of the uh, what was that called? Girls Gone Wild and Extreme. And, I just think things are what they are, you know. Um, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other on it, but yeah. I think there's, you know, things have, things definitely evolved, but wrestling's not an industry where being sensitive is really worth anything, in my my opinion. You know, I'm not going to be sensitive and I'm not going to be offended, but I also believe in trying to be equanimous in almost all situations. So you're not going to get a reaction out of me one way or the other. You know, yeah. you could say that there's you know there's nothing somebody could say to me to offend me it would just make me feel bad and sympathy and compassion for somebody whose mind works in such a sad fashion you know I, I just really like, you know if somebody if somebody thinks poorly of women it's probably because you know might not have had the best childhood maybe it's some bad you know some bunch of jerks telling them that women are worthless and a lot of bad examples in their life and. You know, they just haven't been shown the the value, and they just have. You know, people just need to see things from different perspectives, and yeah, that's why I'm not one to jump or to criticize people. I say a bunch of stupid stuff all the time myself, so you know, I mean, that's certainly not as stupid as that guy, but you know, yeah. 
nobody's perfect. Yeah, very interesting perspective there. Let's uh, let's tackle a few of these questions. Uh, Alex asks, uh, "Hey Matt, I'm 15 years old and training. Any advice?" Uh, it's about the long game, not the short game. Technique and durability first, then do a bunch of crazy stuff after it. But uh, technique's the most important thing in pro wrestling. It is a martial art, 100%. Don't go from white. You don't go from white belt to black belt in months. It's a it's a journey over the years. There is no destination, so just enjoy everything along the way, and don't don't have a somewhere that you're trying to get to. Just keep doing your thing, and if you enjoy it and you love it, you know it'll just one thing will lead to the other, and uh, just be safe and don't hurt anybody else either. Be 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 thoughtful of the people you're working with. Agreed, very much so. Uh, Michael, asked, and none of that weak has... shit either. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you, you, uh, uh, you dropped that in there. Uh, Michael, uh, asks, uh, who has been your favorite tag team partner through the years? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's so tough. But I would say Ricochet is my favorite tag team partner, period. Just without a doubt. I, I mean, actually, man, me and Ray had a great thing going on raw just before I hurt my ankle. And honestly, mm-hmm. if I hadn't hurt my ankle, you know, who knows how things would have gone with that. I, we were definitely future potential tag team champions. But, man, my first ever tag team championship was with Christopher Daniels. And that was the one where, like, I really, really started to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got I, – I think I gained a lot from that. And then my other tag team partner that is completely invaluable is uh, a gentleman named Sima from Dragon Gate. And yeah. he taught me everything I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's – and and the way I do tag team wrestling, the way tag team wrestling is nowadays, is Sima. He is a, an architect and a creator and a genius. Uh, timing, speed, precision, athleticism, intensity, storytelling, character, madness, uh, just bad, uh, excellent, high quality pro wrestling. And man, that's I love tag matches. I love six man tags. Those are my favorite types of pro wrestling matches. Singles matches are great. Don't get me wrong, but I think um, <clears throat> I've I've known the secret to pro wrestling for, uh, to to tag wrestling for some time, and it's it's my favorite thing to do, especially yeah, with Ricochet these see. days. Man, <laughs> but I love Kofi. I mean, what am I supposed to say, Doug? I mean, every there's so many good guys, and I and I'm kind of a tag team. W H O R E. I have been referred to as that. Me and Claudio tagged for a while. Man, I've had some uh, – I've been fortunate to have some good partners. Yeah. Well, as we saw in New Japan the past few years, uh, you and Ricochet you know, won the G-Tag titles and uh, you winning the uh, uh, the six-man. Uh, you won the, what, the never open weight six-man, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, – so, yeah, tag, tag team wrestling was uh, has been your, your deal, obviously, for, for people who follow New Japan, especially the past few years. All right, so uh, let's see. We got Peter asks, uh, your favorite memories of Air Boom? Uh, man, uh, I think my favorite memories of Air Boom was just traveling with Kofi. I mean, we were on the road a lot together, and we had a really good time. He's just – uh, such a genuine good guy, and and wrestling, um, Primo, and uh, wrestling, the the Colognes. We just had awesome matches. The the match I remember the most that I loved the most out of that feud was 
we probably went, we were at Madison Square Gardens, and it was me and Kofi had the belts against Primo and Epico, and we just tore that place apart for 20 minutes. It was just, we had, we found a rhythm, and we just had it going. And I'm telling you, I was pulling out Dragon Gate tag moves on the fly with Kofi. Wrap his arms over the rope, grab his legs, pick him up, I'd jump on springboard and double stomp the guy's chest. I mean, it was just so easy and fluid and just, man. Uh, and, of course, Matt, wrestling at Madison Square Garden, I'll never forget, like, jumping in a taxi outside MSG, a bunch of fans just kind of mobbing around and signing autographs and jumping in and just really being as high on life as you could possibly be. It was, it was, that was, those were some special moments. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so, so yeah, drop a link. Uh, if you, if you remember, if you can find that match that you're referring to with Primo Epico, uh, drop a link. In your no, dude, it was a live event. That's why you have to go oh, to these shows wow. live. I don't, I, I don't like watching wrestling on TV. It's boring. You got to see it up close, personal in real life. Hear it, see it, smell it, taste it—that kind of stuff. Hey, uh, oh. <laughs> I got moves. Hey, I got uh, my my boy calling me on the other line. Hold on, let me let me do this one. So, uh, let me end that shit. Hold on. Got a little pause here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. As Matt Seidel uh, takes care of some business with his other line. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he'll be back here uh, right right quick. Looks like he's taking care of some business. Um, let's see. So, Matt, so there's, for wrestling, uh, 15 years old. <laughs> Got a comment that said, go to college and earn a degree, Alex. <laughs> uh, very, very interesting. Um, so let's just do this. Uh, as he comes back, uh, my personal commentary. Uh, Matt, let me know when you're back here. Um, Sorry about that, man. I, I, here's the thing is I, I do this thing where I run the business uh, on the ba- on the on the dark side, you know, on the – on the subversive side, kind of a silent mover of the pieces of the chessboard. I mean, you know, I just, just uh, making sure everybody's all, everybody's doing okay. So it turns out the business is still running, even though I've been distracted for 30 minutes on the phone with you. However, I have enjoyed this interview and we can continue with the Q and a, if you'd like. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you much. Uh, let's ask a, just a, a couple, just a few more so we can let you go here. Um, when do you think, uh, or, or Odenaho, Odenaho, um, Odenaho, let us know where you're from. Uh, that's, uh, definitely seems like a very unique name. Uh, when do you think Jinder Mahal will vacate the WWE championship? I'm just asking the questions. I'm just asking. Why would he vacate it? I don't understand. I love Jinder. Jinder was like one of the... I have I have like a loss for words at how good gender is at pro wrestling at being a human being at all of it. That that's, that's my kind of guy. I love seeing him as champion. It makes me so happy when my friends are like not just successful but like successful. You know, it's it's easy to to rise to the top right away, but but to 
go through the ups and downs and look and, and know that there's know that there's peaks and valleys to it and hard work and determination do pay off. And I always tell this to everybody in the business and this goes to that fifteen year old kid. Hard work pays off and the cream rises to the top no matter how long it takes. This business isn't that big and if you're gunning for it, if you've got the the heart and the aim, you can do it. Absolutely. All right, Matt, let's uh, g- give us your final thoughts uh, and any, uh, once again, any dates you have coming up. Yeah, I just want to remind everybody that civil disobedience is important. If you see something you don't like, if you see something wrong, just stand up and say something. Stand up for yourselves. Be true to yourselves. Uh, you know, don't try, don't try and be somebody else. Uh, and follow me on Instagram. Uh, don't harass me online, but you can feel free to leave comments on my pages but uh i appreciate you guys uh, coming out to the live events like i was saying that's where the magic happens that's where i shine if you're if you're on the west coast i'll be at pwg if you're in canada i'll be in toronto ottawa london i'll be in oklahoma and dallas and i want to shake your hands and if you guys have t-shirt ideas or you want to buy my t-shirts i'm on pro wrestling tees and i bring them to the shows and that's how us pro wrestlers make our money and pay our bills. Yes. And, of course, Bound for Glory, November 5th. Bound for right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you better believe it. I got this great promo picture for it where I'm, like, yelling like a maniac. And it makes me feel really good because it kind of validates how insane I feel on the inside. Nice. Matt, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on the show again. Most certainly. Peace and love, my friend. Ditto. Have a good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much uh, for uh, your questions. Uh, of course, uh, we've got so much more to go uh, with the uh, No Mercy thoughts, with your Raw thoughts, with your SmackDown thoughts. We've got q and I mean, we got uh, a trivia uh, of three of the pay-per-views that we're going to talk about today uh, for the Flavor of the Week. We've got so much. We've got headlines. So, so without further ado, let's get it going. Bring it on. Evan Tech Prout, Under That Radio. How are you tonight, sir? Doing on, brother. Doing, doing better. A little bit of a while earlier, but I'm getting now. Awesome, man. It's great to have you on the show as always. Good, good to be here. Awesome. So we're going to talk about No Mercy. We're going to talk about No Mercy before we get to the headlines. And before we get to that, let me put – thank you, Matt Seidel. Um, this is the put-over show. So we're going to put uh, my T-shirt over. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my T-shirt, Power Slam Show T-shirt, uh, nice and off the press and just hot as ever. we got so many people who are interested. You see it right there, the people on the, on the live, WrestleZone.com. You can see it very, very clearly, Pancakes and Power Slam Show shirt. Uh, only thing you have to do is just uh, respond, uh, send send uh, the Pancakes and Power Slow Slam Show a either a uh, uh, message uh, or go to CraveWrestling at gmail dot com with your inquiry, or if you want it a little sooner, if you want an inquiry a little sooner, as far as getting one, just go uh, leave a message on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. And uh, we'll get your order together. <laughs> we'll get you all set up wearing a Pancakes and Power Slam Show shirt. Uh, we got a bunch of people wearing Pancakes and Power Slam Show shirts. Even 
wrestling talent inquiring about it. Uh, so uh, don't forget uh, to, uh, to 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 get your Pancakes and Power Sam show shirt today, so you can be sporting the shirts as I did at WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, yes. it was awesome, awesome stuff. So all right, here's the first trivia question for tonight. Here we go. What was the opening match of No Mercy 2016? What was the opening match of No Mercy 2016? The opening match, No Mercy 2016. Uh, As the uh, people on here for WrestleZone.com, and of course people listening to the audio uh, through Blog Talk Radio, Put the hashtag of Panslams, P-A-N-S-L-A-M-S, Panslams, P-A-N-S-L-A-M-S. If you are listening via audio, if you're listening via uh, videocast through the WrestleZone.com videocast, of course, just put the answer uh, on the Facebook live chat. That's all you got to do. All right, so... No mercy this year. We got to the, the, the it was it was coined WrestleMania caliber matches. Oh yeah, right. Uh, the, the the WrestleMania caliber matches were, uh, of course, Brock Lesnar against I'm not finished with you, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns against John Gian Cena as uh, yeah, Justin, Justin Roberts. Gian yeah. Cena. <laughs> yeah, it was like a wine. It's Gian Cena. I actually tried to get I had Justin Roberts on my show. I tried to get him to do John Cena. He declined and last only and he declined in a respectful way because he said it's just something he just would have to do without thinking on it. It's just Something he did. It was, you know, he he thought about wow. it. He wanted to come out the same way, but uh, ah, come on, Justin, yeah. Justin Roberts, yeah. you get one of these for the night. First one for the night, maybe the last, hopefully the last, but you get one of those for the night. Justin Roberts, how dare you refuse a Gian? <laughs> that was yeah. he, he had he had two he had two good ones. It was the Gian. And uh, he was the Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. He said that was his favorite. He said it was yeah, his favorite. Undertaker. Yeah, of course it was. He he did a very good job uh, announcing the uh, the Undertaker. Um, yeah, so very good stuff. Uh, yeah, here's the correct answer. Opening match. AJ Styles versus John Cena versus Dean Ambrose, ladies and gentlemen. Let's throw it that way. Um, so, yeah, here's the next one. You ready for the next one? Here's the next question. What match did Chris Jericho defeat Shawn Michaels to retain the World Heavyweight Championship at No Mercy 2008? What match did Chris Jericho defeat Shawn Michaels to retain the World Heavyweight Championship at No Mercy 2008. Yeah. All right, so No Mercy. Uh, we had uh, some very interesting interesting uh, I thought it was uh, – uh, I'll, I'll just share my thoughts after you. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts on No Mercy for this year? I was, I was praying for Mercy watching it. it uh, 
<laughs> I was I was disappointed. It, it just was an okay show. I, it, mm-hmm. I was disappointed because I thought the show was going to be, it let me down. I thought it was going to be a lot better than what it was. Granted, it wasn't WrestleMania 11. You know, it wasn't the last table Tuesday. It was the Star K94. We can go do the, the annals of time of, like, the worst KVs ever. It wasn't the worst, but it definitely could have been better. But it, I thought it was okay with, with the exception of, you know, some things that I thought was well done. I thought this was an okay pay-per-view. Yeah, I thought it was a solid one. I thought well, I gave it a I gave it a solid, um, solid. Mm, I give it three out of five. B minus. I give it a B minus. I give, a solid B minus. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, I give it that. Yeah, I give yeah. it a B minus, not a C plus. Yeah. A little B minus. Yeah, a little, little above average. I give it a little bit above average. Um. And so yeah, I, I I thought it was a solid pay per view. I thought the endings were were fine. Um, <clears throat> I, I was totally fine with that. Uh, Christopher uh, his uh, his comments. He said uh, Lesnar versus Braun um, was okay. Cena versus Reigns was awesome. Tag team match was unbelievable. I think that uh, I think that's pretty yeah. pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I agree with Christopher. Mm-hmm. Did the tag match? Of course, the Cesaro too. Um, I thought the tag match was very well done. One of the best, one of the best matches of the night. I really enjoyed the tag match. And I don't want to yeah, jump yeah. to you over some of the pay per view if you was going match by match. But uh, if you go match by match, I hope my thoughts to the main event and the semi main event. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know the the thing is about uh, um, someone just uh, commented on, on my wonderful face. Thank you. Um, wow. Yeah, very, very cool stuff. Yeah, um, happily married though. Uh, so um, sorry for you. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, just a random. Uh, as far as let's see. Uh, so yeah, that was a pretty pretty interesting match. Uh, pretty uh, cool assessment. Thank you, Chris, for your for your wonderful assessment there. Um. So yeah, I thought it was, and we got a and we got a correct answer. Great job, ladder match. That is the correct answer. Oh yeah, ladder match. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was I think it was solid uh, solid pay per view. B B minus, like I said, I think. Uh, and people were com- people were complaining about the uh, the the, the Braun Strowman and Brock and Brock Lesnar match. Uh, I, I thought it was good, man. I, I liked it. it. I thought it was good. Right. I mean, I understand people yeah. were talking about he only took, you know, he only sold to one F five. I I get that. I mean, maybe he could have kicked out of, you know, one F five. But you know what? It's so funny because people always complain about false finishes, but when it's a clean finish that he didn't kick out of one F five, then there's people who are complaining about it. <laughs> he should have had false finishes. So that I mean that's just the, that's just the nature of the beast, man. Like no one, I, people just aren't satisfied. It, I look at it like this: uh, Braun is like probably been pushed the hardest since Austin Cena, and I love Braun. Braun's a big monster, um, and, and it's something. Uh, one of my parents guests said uh, could have been my show, Featherstone could have been yours, could have been your Ross. And a lot of people complain, well, Brock, oh, he do a C-plexes, and that's it. He don't do nothing else. Well, 
that's how Brock is right now. We know Brock can be more, but this mm-hmm. isn't that kind of Brock. This isn't baby Brock from 03. And if you notice, he hasn't done the Kamara a lot since now with Braun. You know, he had, even with Joe, he started doing other things besides the C-plexes, the little nuances, the little small things that kind of added story to the matches, you know, with Joe. Now with Strong Roman. And I actually, I didn't want Braun to leave because now only Black and Reigns defeated Braun 1, 2, 3. But that quickly when Raw came on, you forgot he lost. But that's how powerful WWE's made him. And it makes sense. Brock is, is the, it's like two monsters, and he has that one punch. That one punch, and he gets you. He, he And it makes sense. I was okay of, of Braun. Um, it's weird. I was okay with Braun not kicking out of the F5. But when it was Joe, I guess because they were building him up, I thought Joe should have kicked out of at least one. Either way, yeah. it makes sense. You know, Brock won. You know, he had the one big punch. And really, was Braun affected by it? No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it was. I mean, like, I, I really don't think Braun was affected by that. I really, I don't at all. Not no, he even wasn't. one bit. Because like Braun is, I, I think that he is just. He's kind of like Teflon. Like oh, he's right. he's one of those things that I don't. I don't think he's at right now. Braun Strowman is at a point. Where one loss against Brock Lesnar, who hasn't lost to a young guy since he came back, you know, five and a half years ago almost. And so by losing against Braun Strowman, Braun has plenty of time. I mean, he's, you know, he's still in his, you know, early, almost mid, going to mid 30s. So, you know, he has a good solid eight years, you know, left in him. And he just really started off, you know, so. And really, as a singles competitor, it's been the past year, year and a half as a singles competitor. So he, he has plenty of time. I mean, he's you know he's going to be one of the biggest stars, um, and and you can tell because we'll we'll get to Raw here in a minute, but you can tell the WWE's really really high on him because the next night you know he he beats Dean Ambrose. We'll get into that. You know, the next week yeah. he's going to he's going to fight Seth Rollins. So he's going to be he's just beating people up. Yeah, he's going to beat Seth Rollins, and of course, you know he just destroyed Kurt Hawkins. He's going to fight Matt Hardy. He's going to he, beat he, Matt Hardy up next. He's going to be. He's going to be a Matt lot Hardy, of people uh, going into you know his next title you know picture. He he beat up Enzo, so they're protecting him. You know they 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 had him dominate Brock Lesnar in in the beginning of the match, so it was great. Uh, Reigns and Cena was fantastic to me. I, I thought it was really really good. Um, a bit slow in the beginning, um, yeah. but uh, but you know it was, it was one of those things that I was I was initially critical. However, I got to the point where I was just like, okay, so I don't want to drink the Kool Aid of being that person. Braun would be champion by next year. I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, and it's one of those things that I I, I didn't want to drink the Kool Aid of. Oh, I want some fast pace. You know, three minutes into the match. When when I was growing up with wrestling, it was stories. I mean, even uh, New Japan does this a lot too. That's the reason why Okada and Omega could have a sixty minute match, because the pacing is great. The, the, the ebbs and flows are great. It really tells a story in the ring. You know, when Flair and Steamboat, and, yes. You know, a lot of the veterans used to Flair wrestle. Sting, it used to be Dusty. about Arn Dusty. 
it used to be about stories. And so I think, you know, the stories in the ring has been, you know, kind of uh, substituted by just a bunch of spots that people, I mean, it's kind of tainted people's patience, you know, within matches. And so after a few minutes, I was like, you know what, I, I know this is, I know this is a story. I mean, John John is usually not the guy who has that type of mentality where he, he you know he can tell stories in matches per se. And Roman Reigns really has never had that type of that that type he, of match. You know, it, it was Daniel Bryan. The Cena came. Cena showed he she she Cena showed he can you know when he went against Michaels. Triple H, AJ, right. Kevin Owens, yeah. Triple H, Jericho, yeah. Edge. So mm-hmm. when Cena has to, he can. But I just right. think it's just, we're not used to Reigns being in that predicament. Right, right. And, and he stepped up. And that's 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 the thing. He stepped up uh, to that he story did. type of match. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things, man. <laughs> if you don't like Roman Reigns, that's on you. However... As I wrote very extensively in that uh, in that long piece I wrote for Russell Zone, uh, you know the reasons why people are too like not like to not to like Roman Reigns are just false. I mean, like I don't like him. If, if someone just says I don't like him because he's just not my cup of tea, uh, he he just there's just uh, there's just something about him that just doesn't really click for me. Okay. Go for it, but you know he can't because he can't wrestle, and I'm like, okay, man, you know, because he's not Will Osprey, you know, <laughs> people people are quick to to uh, criticize him, but I, I think the for the WWE style, I think he does very well, and he, he's it's, just much better. What watching watching Cena rings. And I, I didn't, it demanded him my full attention because I was in the middle of a couple of things. But I did watch it and I did, did enjoy the match. Already it seems like, okay, you're basically who I was 10 years ago. I'm now going to go make movies. I'm now going to go do what I criticized the Roxy doing when he came back. Yeah. Funny how things <laughs> switch. John Cena was Reigns, and the Rock came in as part time. Blah blah blah, and then Rock leaves and does movies. Now Cena looking at himself back in the future. Okay, Reigns, you know, in predicament I was nine two years ago. But yeah, you're the next big thing. People are born you, like you for this no apparent reason. Born you just because everyone else is. Have no different reason why not to like you. Now I'm going to play a rock, and I'm getting old, and I've been hitting So now we're going to make movies. Yeah, that's what that's the hey, reason why I like that Roman Reigns promo uh, last week on Raw a lot. He played that he played that clip where Cena was getting you know upset about The Rock doing that, and, and it's funny because he's doing the same thing. All right, let's get in. Uh, let's get into the headlines. Before that, here's the next question: Who defeated JBL to become the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship at No Mercy 08? They're about to uh, come. Yes. You know what? Bastion Booger. It is not not the correct answer, but just because you said Bastion Booger, you get one of these. Absolutely. Bastion Booger. 
All right, without further, <laughs> without further ado, in honor of Bastion Booger, let's get to the headlines. Oh, it is pleasant time and happy time in the Bennett family. Mike and Maria Bennett's in reality, but, you know, kayfabe Mike and Maria Canellis. I just suspect that they're having a baby. They're having their first baby. And Maria said that they, you know, were planning on having the baby last year when the schedule was lighter. Um, but it didn't happen that way. It happened this way. And uh, uh, as of uh, this week, I believe she said that uh, she was 13 weeks pregnant. So love is in the air, man. Well, yeah. Congrats to him. I'm happy for him. And I got yeah. to be both of them a year or so ago. Pleasant people. Pleasant mm-hmm. people. Yes, yeah, so I've met Maria before. And, um, yeah, she's a very, very nice. Very, very nice in person. Um, Yeah, love is in the air, man. So, uh, you know, that's that's uh, their push is uh, terrible. <laughs> and Mike Bennett is uh, just not doing well at all. Uh, in the in the world of professional wrestling, uh, prayers are with him as far as just uh, speed recovery with his drug rehabilitation and and and, and the sort. Oh, um, but yeah, you know, unfortunately, his uh, pro wrestling career is 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 not not good at all. Uh, but He's his, family is, uh, his family's growing, so that's uh, that's more important yeah. than wrestling any day. And, uh, and, and maybe that'll help turn him around. Uh, yes, yes, uh, definitely, definitely possible, definitely probable. Batista, Batista is the correct answer, as you can see very clearly right there. Good stuff. All right, so uh, next question before we get to the next headline, we got we got questions galore today, trivia questions. So here's the thing: if you listen to this and you need to download download it, so if you're listening live, you still need to download it. Um. To listen to while you're at work. I mean, a lot of times you can't look at videos while you're at work. Um, so, you, but you can listen to audio. So, download this podcast and every single podcast, and subscribe to the Pancakes and Power Sam Show on YouTube and leave a very positive review, and um, maybe you'll get a free shirt. We'll see. Next question: What was the stipulation of the Hell in a Cell match? Hell in a Cell match. At No Way Out 2000, what was the stipulation of the Hell in a Cell match at No Way Out 2000? All right. Uh, Cody Rhodes signs an R-Weights contract uh, for a while. He was talking about how he liked being a free agent. And even as the ROH champion, he talked about being a free agent as well. Um but you know he's he's uh, he's in it. He's in ROH and ROH has been treating him right. And uh, you know he's he was one of those people who were like uh, Seidel, just you know dates all dates galore everywhere all the time. Um, you know just the life of and he you know he was in WWE you know all of his career. <laughs> so uh, so when he left, um, you know it was his first. He, I mean he nosedived right into the independent. You know, scene. Um, he kind of, it kind of went the backwards route, uh, but it's worked very well for him. Uh, he, you know, he's a very hot commodity in the in the world of the independent scene, and he's done quite a bit. He even had, 
even dabbled in impact wrestling. He, you know, he, he had the, the fortune. He had the, he had the luxury of being a part of impact wrestling and yeah. ROH at the same time. Isn't that clever? Uh, that's, that's how, yeah. you know, that's how important he was to both promotions. They were willing to, you know, throw away any type of, you know, compete clause and anything like that and have them be uh, on both. Um, so very, very, very interesting stuff. Uh, he yeah, I, mean, I think uh, I think it's a good move for him. Yeah, I'm happy for Cody. Uh, gosh, what a long way Cody came from Legacy. Shout out to Legacy. Who remembers that group? They won't be in yes. the same. Uh, yes, very much. Priceless. Oh, baby, I'm priceless. <laughs> they did low rent. <laughs> Want to be a uh, evolution song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, funny yeah. old logo. Yes, very much. Um, yeah, so the legacy, so that was like Ted DiBiase Jr., Cody Rhodes when they were together. I don't remember legacy. Don't forget Manu. Don't forget Manu. Oh, yeah, Manu. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a blast from the past. There was one more who got kicked yeah. out. There were two. Uh, Sim Snooker. He got kicked Sim Snooker. Yeah. He didn't catch Undertaker. <laughs> he <got kicked> <laughs> I mean, it's not funny to get oh, yeah, kicked did. out, but it was funny that they just. They they just didn't see anything with them, unfortunately. Um, it's, it's terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up. Triple H versus Cactus Jack. Title versus career. And here's the next one. I'm telling I'm telling you, man. I'm firing away today. I'm firing away. Here we go. Who won the WWE Tag Team Championship at No Way Out 2000? And who did they beat? Two-part question, ladies and gentlemen. Who won the Tag Team Championship at No Way Out 2000? And who did they beat? Next headline, Impact Wrestling potentially relocating out of Orlando. Um, I think this is... Was somebody hmm. basement? No, but here's the funny thing about that is the uh, Amberdeen uh, Pavilion, where they're going to have its uh, no, uh, Bound for Glory uh, uh-huh. in, in Ottawa. <laughs> that is, they, they, they use that building for like uh, trade shows and like, um, like uh, farm races, I think I think I saw like a dog pig shows. race maybe. Uh, I know there was a like a shows. maybe a dog show. I think it was some Antique farm show. stuff too. Maybe a pig race. Pretty much something. It was something. It I was just they, like there's no bleachers, there's no seating. It, it, it was. I know they have a lot of trade shows there. It was just like a, it's like a yeah. big, just long like building. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just the. <laughs> The, the selection this, this of is me, when, yeah. when you when you when you have a building where about seventy percent of your of your attendees are retirement age or older with AARP, four one K, IRA, Walkers, Canes, have to yeah. go to bed by nine PM. You know, it's it's that's what you know. And yeah. I'm not making fun of those people. And then. And I always joke about the overalls from back. I always joke about the overalls because you don't really see as much in Nitro. 
if I can see the ceiling fan in your building or see a basketball hoop, it's pretty small. I think only seats like twenty five hundred people, something something to that nature. So, um, the the turnout. I mean, you know, twenty five hundred people. I, don't, I I I doubt they sell out, but um, you know, Anthem's based in Toronto, I believe. So it's a Canadian. They're Canadian owned now, so I'm sure Anthem's going to do a lot of pub in Canada. Um. The, the the building is just uh it's not it's a very atypical building. But but then again, on the bright side on the bright side, the sportatorium was world class, ladies and gentlemen. That well I was the world class championship Stop. wrestling, the and oh man, you know, uh, you know what? I think <laughs> I might have a sound out of that. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Star Wars and Rockwing. That is sound effect. Pretty aggressive. What of these? Yes. What of the best of the windows of all time. Uh, uh, so yeah, world class. Uh, they have um, GWF there as well in the in the sportatorium. So I mean, they you know it, it was. And the thing is, it's so funny because all the interviews that I've had for people, you know, legendary names, uh, all all of the interviews that I've heard from people like Booker T, who had some sportatorium experience, Steve Austin wrestled in the sportatorium. They both were in GW. Uh, well, uh, Steve, yeah, but GWF. Greg Gagne. And uh, yeah, and, and the funny thing is. Each and every one of them would say they hated working there. That they hated the being in the sportatorium. It, it it was a big dump. It stunk. Uh, there were rats <laughs> that were in there. It smelled so rotten and dingy. And but I, there was so much prestige in the sportatorium that it it just it was just it was legendary. The building was legendary. Of course, it's. it's Tore down now because it failed all types of inspections. But at the same time, uh, there was so much legendary stuff that came from there. Plus, even back in the day, before it was even railings or guardrails, and this was that that single rope. Remember that? It was just that <laughs> one that rope that streamed yep. that separated the fans. 
with the arena. It, it was yep. one of my favorite world-class moments. And I had this on, like, one of them old DVDs you would get from, like, the dollar store or, like, the Goodwill. You know what I'm talking about. You know, like, the reader mm-hmm. sets. It was Junkyard Dog against Jerry Lawler. And it was a botch because Junkyard Dog was trying to chase Dollar out of the ring. And Junkyard mm-hmm. Dog slipped and fell right on his tail. Oh, and Jerry Lawler wow. being the genius he is, <laughs> as you say, broke Kate, broke the fourth wall. He looked right at the camera and just like pointed and just laughing. I, to this day, the stuff, I find it, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you the video of it on Facebook. Please do, yeah. He just slipped. I, I, remind me this week. Every time I think of world class, it's a lot of memories, but in them ugly Super Kick cigars, his soul, Chris Adams, Super Kick and Pete King on that, that yeah. chest bone. People can't keep yeah. on that collarbone. Yeah, like they got hit in the head. I clearly see. Yeah. Um, oh man, listen, uh, Chris, we got Chris on here that uh, is is making some 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 people uh, tremble here with this with this trivia knowledge. Great job, man. Uh the boys defeating the new age outlaws. You get one of these. Good stuff. Uh we've got a bunch of questions here. Kurt Angle Russell. Chris, this did you use Wikipedia? No. Uh did you use Wikipedia, <laughs> no, he, Chris? Or he's, been, he's been doing he's been uh, answering a few of these questions. We had some other answers, but he's been few uh Russell, uh he's been answering a few of them. Uh thoughts on Bullet Club invasion. Uh yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Um you know, WWE had nothing to do with that. I'd imagine. I, my my guess is WWE had nothing to do with that. Um, they were, I think, they were in a hot topic, uh, and, and I think they were in Ontario and Raw, and they were in a hot topic. I mean, if I was the Bullet Club, it, I mean, I would have done the same thing. It's, it's it's amazing marketing. I think it's incredibly smart to do that um, because they got some pub for it. I mean, why? Why wouldn't they have done that? I think, you know, even if WWE had nothing to do with it, uh, invading Ontario, uh, can, uh, Ontario, California, uh, during, you know, hours before Raw, I mean, there you go. I mean, it's very smart. Very, very smart. Um, of course, WWE's not going to make an angle with it because they're not going to partner with ROH, but, but it's smart. It's very smart, and I think uh, it was good. Um, Lucha Underground. So uh, my my good friend Marty Elias, uh, uh, he he was giving me some some updates, and I wrote a story about it on WrestleZone as far as the future of Lucha Underground. Love Lucha. Uh, Marty Marty also has his own podcast, uh, um, Ringside Pop, also with Kia Stevens. Um, of course, we know his awesome Kong. So. Um, one of the executive producers, um, Eric Van Wagenen, I believe his name is. Um, yeah, former guest in the show. Yeah, he uh, he, uh, he was uh, he's a sec- executive producer uh, for Lucha Underground, and he was on the Ringside Pop Show, and he was giving some updates as far as uh, just the future of Lucha Underground. It wasn't anything necessarily clear cut clear cut but he said if he's a betting man he'd bet that uh there will be a season four he also said there there's been talks uh nothing can nothing conclusive regarding yes we're having a season four but there are some high hopes that uh season four will come back 
you know, my biggest thing with Lucha Underground, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Lucha Underground. Um, I, <laughs> it's one of those things how NXT used to be for me. I used to just search it on YouTube and watch it that way because, of course, there was no network, and I didn't get, you know, th- there wasn't any type of, I mean, there, there was local airing, I believe, FCW was in uh, Tampa at the time. And uh, so when NXT, when it kind of, FCW, and then when, of course, when it migrated over to NXT, um, specifically FCW, I would watch the shows on YouTube. Uh, And so I would do the same, I still am doing the same thing for for Lucha Underground. So, and and it's on Netflix, but I don't have Netflix. Uh, I had Netflix, but I didn't watch it enough. And, um, I didn't have it, but my wife and I have been talking, and I think we're going to get Netflix again, Pureflix as well. But uh, so I'll be able to watch it all the time there. But I watch it, I follow it, and I love the storyline. I love the theatrics. I love the type of feel uh, for it. I've had, of course, I've had Johnny Mundo on the show. I've had Son of Havoc on the show, um, and it's you know they both had. I've had uh, Ricochet on the show uh, when he was Prince Puma. Uh, and, you know, all three of them had really, really good things to say about Lucha Underground. Understandably so. It's a really different type of feel uh, towards it. The only thing that my biggest criticism was Lucha Underground has nothing to do with the talent. Um, I just wish the production, the production as, I mean, the, the actual production is fantastic. I just wish that the airing, uh, of of the show would be a little bit more current. Now I know they film full seasons. I know uh, just the contract, you know, uh, stuff. I get it, but at the same time, I just kind of wish. Yeah, like I wish that it was. I, I wish that the product was was aired a little bit more current. That's that that is that is my only criticism with with Lucha Underground. Yeah, because right now they have stuff that was. Air that was taped like a year and a half ago. They're showing it now that was taped then. You know, um, in in essence, I mean, in actuality, I think Johnny Mundo lost the Lucha Underground title. I think in 2017. Yeah, um, yeah, I get what you mean. So I did a little feedback. That's- but I just think that's just one of the things that it gives Lucha Underground that unique feel and look. Plus, remember, Robert Rodriguez is one of the producers as well. So, his yeah, he, touch he, 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 doing that things. In L. Ray. Right. And if you look at a lot of El Ray, I have El Ray. Yeah, so, I have contests in Baltimore City. So a lot of Robert Rodriguez movies are already kind of has that grindhouse feel, kind of like older feel in Robert Rodriguez movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just think that it, gives a, it, it, it looks unique from anything else that you watch. R.H. New Japan, Impact Eye with Anthem, TNA, what do you want to call them? Uh, WWE. <laughs> Uh, and it did. Uh, I think. I think right now. I think that was the last um, episode filmed. I 
I mean, as of as of today, I think that that was just Johnny Moon and Luna Olympian. There was still, I think, there's still like a um, there was still like a few more subs that yet to be aired. Championship by defeating Chris Jericho at No Way Out 2000. All right, what is your thoughts on Raw and SmackDown? I didn't get a chance really to see SmackDown much because I was going under the weather. I did see your boy Maharaja. uh, First of all, the first thing I saw on SmackDown was AJ Styles in the ring. You know what? Hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. (laughs) You know, I like Matt Seidel. He's been on the show twice. You know, I understand that he, you know, he has a, a, he, you know, he has a um, kind of a tainted opinion because he's a friend of Jinder Mahal, and I understand that you know he's a friend. He wants him to succeed. I get it, but. To a non-friend of Jinder Mahal, absolutely not. So, uh, nothing to take away from his ability, and he looks like a champion. I've said this before, he looks like a champion. But he needs to dig down a little deeper and try to figure out, I mean, watch tapes. Show me that you are 
really investing in the business from uh, a research, a study standpoint. That's, you know, people mock Triple H as much as you can. But that's one of the things that I really appreciate about Triple H is that you can tell that I mean, he yes, studies he the business. You know, he, he's one it's, of those. He looks at tapes. He, he does a lot of stuff to study the business. It's, it's his style. You can say Triple H, no one can ever say Triple H doesn't have mic skills. It's just, right. it's just how he talks. It's how people talk. People talk about Dustin, if you will. Dustin can talk. Now, I'm sorry. I, I know how much you love Maharaja on a mic. But on Monday night, I declare, this person made Maharaja look like the rock. Neville? No. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> First of all, the ending of Raw was just weird. It just was... <laughs> It, this was like anybody anybody listening on Russell's Own Live or Facebook Live, anybody that's an anime fan, even TV fan, they have episodes called Fillers. Mm. Where is this? You just spill time. You just need to do two episodes to just bypass time because you don't want to end the storyline too quick. Anybody no. that's a Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad fan is listening. For example, I love Breaking Bad. Great show. You should watch it. Uh, one of the filler episodes was the whole episode was about a fly. Like the whole episode was what was Walter and Jesse while they in the in the meth lab trying to kill a fly. That's the full mm-hmm. episode. It was it happened, but it was like okay, that's how the end of Raw was. Raw ended with the cruiserweights. Why the cruiserweights yeah. now forming up against Enzo? Enzo to me is a one trick pony. Enzo's funny, but after you do your stick, after you talk for about two minutes, it gets old. And and he. <laughs> In his Stroman, defense, Stroman against, yeah, in his Stroman defense, against Ambrose was great. Everything yeah. else was fine. It just the ending of Raw just was like, what? What is going on? Yeah, the ending that that being the ending of Raw um, was a bit of a stretch to me. I mean, that's that goes to show that you're really investing in the 205 Live. That I mean, there is just seemingly they're on the last leg. In fairness to Enzo, though, Enzo has really. Almost single-handedly transformed the interest in 205 Live. Uh, I think Austin Aries did that when he came. Uh, I think he kind of revived 205 Live. Neville when he came, and especially his heel turn, I think that really helped him. But it's one of those things that, yeah, I mean, uh, in a way, I mean, I think his, his CWC run was a lot better than anything. 205 Live related, but you know it's one of those things that when I saw doing that segment, first of all, is, is Enzo turning heel, and if he is turning yeah, heel, he is random. the biggest heel in 205 Live, Neville is doing something babyface. He's leading his 205 Liveites to defeat yeah. Enzo Amore, but Neville's a heel, and then but, you bring out Braun Strowman, who's a heel. And destroy Enzo Mori. It was just very confusing to me. Well, okay, I must have missed that part. So, Braun Strowman de- destroyed Enzo after. Yeah, it was after the. It was. It was. It, they put it on WWE the video. It was off the air, but I mean, okay. it was well, technically it was, all, it was off of Raw, but it was still kind of on the air because the WWE taped it and put it on the you know put it on their Twitter. 
so it's, it's, Ron Strowman, remember guys, Ron Strowman is basically like the big monster from Xena Warrior Princess of Hercules or from Mighty Python. Any of those fantasy video games you play. He's big and he just destroys anything and everyone in his path. He doesn't need a reason to beat you up. He just does it because he's Strowman. I'm not finished with you. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, and not only that, Neville, well, Enzo was funny. We all talked about Neville's ears. It's weird, like an elf. And we, yeah. me, on my show, we about one of my correspondents, both talk about how Neville reminds us a Highlander. <laughs> Neville, why are you talking on the mic for more than a minute? Yeah. You see, really, how he, Cedric Alexander, and I know Cedric Alexander, it's like I know this one. Cedric Alexander, okay size guy. I know Cedric Stone, you're a big dude. I'm, I'm not really the biggest guy. But you see how big Alexander is compared to everyone else. And he's yeah. focusing on the song WWE. But not only that, like, you have Neville that's a heel. He's playing the face. Enzo's the face. He's trying to play a heel. And now yeah. you have Neville, who hasn't done this since he was barefaced before he did his King of Cruiserweight right. turn. He's pandering to the crowd before he does the Red Arrow. What is yeah. going on? I, and, that's, <laughs> and, I mean, and that's exactly <laughs> my point. It makes no sense. I mean, great arrow, though. One of the biggest, one one of the most heelish people in the entire Raw brand, Neville, who's been a really good heel since his turn. I, you know, there's nothing about Neville that should even look like a babyface right now, and we're seeing that. I mean, if if Enzo's going to turn, that's fine. Let him turn. I'm 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 okay with that. However, <laughs> let him. If Enzo's going to turn, let him push someone who's a babyface, like a Cedric Alexander, um, like a, I guess you can say Grand Master League, but not really. I mean, Rich Swan, you know, but he's been champ already. Gale, so Gallagher. Whatever his name is. He, well, he's healed now. He turned, he turned against Cedric a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. So, so and that's the thing, though. So and, and again, it, and, and it makes and it further makes no sense because Jack Gallagher just turned heel a few weeks ago, like a menacing heel, was repetitively beating the snot of Cedric Alexander, but now he's teaming up with him to you know dethrone Enzo. Just just a bunch of confusion. Um, this this what tonight, you can do. I got the, I got the answer. Version one. Matt Hardy needs something to do. Bring back Matt Hardy version one. Have yeah. him go for the 205 check. And we clearly yeah. know he's not even there 205. That would be, be funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, speaking of Matt Hardy, uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, well wishes for him. Um, he's uh, reported his shoulder. Um, I'm hearing rotator cuff. And so. Yeah, rotator uh, cuff is what I got. Rotator cuff is usually, usually about yeah. nine months or so. So. So that's unfortunate for Hardy because it seems. I mean, if it's if it's just a, a like a full tear and and, and surgery is going to be required and use the usual recovery time, uh, unfortunately he's going to be missing on Mania. So uh, hopefully it's not as bad as uh, as 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 uh, we think it is, and and hopefully uh, he'll return uh, in time for Mania. Uh, correct answer, Kurt Angle. Good job. Uh, next question. Here we go. Next question before we get to flavor of the week. 
who were the participants of the flag match at Bad Blood 1997? Who were the participants of the flag match at Bad Blood 1997? All right. So as far as SmackDown is concerned, um, I'm I'm getting intrigued, more and more intrigued with Kevin Owens and, and Shane McMahon. Uh, Kevin Owens revealed that this, this is going to be main event of the night. So they've got a lot of stock in this feud. Um, unfortunately, on the other hand, uh, man, it just, again, man, is Jinder Mahal, he is bringing down so much that WWE championship. I mean, I know it's, and again, I understand, I understand it's not fully him. I understand that he's being handed scripts. I get all that. But it's one of those things, man, like if you have that type of opportunity, you have to capitalize. I mean, the WWE can tell you what to do, but it's up to you to create something memorable. Like, you know, Steve, I can't imagine someone, I can't imagine WWE just kind of throwing everything about Steve Austin on someone else and it working. You know, it just... I can imagine WWE just taking everything about the Undertaker yeah. and dumping on dumping it on someone else. I agree. Right, I agree. And, it, yeah. and, and, and it worked. Like you can't like when they did the like you can't someone kind of like the Undertaker when they had the fake Undertaker when you know primetime Brian Lee. You can't just you couldn't just use primetime Brian Lee. There was something about the Undertaker that just really enveloped you know and just really immersed in his character. And it's just with Jinder Mahal, I I don't see that whatsoever. It, it just seems like a cookie cutter character. It's a foreign heel, and it's just there's nothing unique about Jinder Mahal whatsoever. Uh, answer: Bret Hart and British Bulldog versus Vader and the Patriots uh, flag match that uh, we'll talk about here in a minute. And the last question before oh. we get to the flavor of the week, actually a couple couple more. Here we go. Here's the next one. Then we got to get going. Uh, who won the 1998 King of the Ring tournament? Uh, I'll let you answer that, Evan. Who won the 1998 King of the Ring tournament? Very, uh, very easy. Very oh easy. man, that was uh, was it Billy Gunn or was it Shamrock? Shamrock. B. King Ken Shamrock, indeed. Good job. Shamrock won it. Yep. Who did he beat? Oh gosh. Uh, I know him and The Rock had a good one. Wasn't The Rock? Wasn't him and The Rock semi? It was. I can't remember. The Rock. Was it it The Rock? The Rock. And the last question. uh, Last question tonight. One of the most underrated main event of Bad Blood two nineteen ninety seven. What was the main event of Bad Blood nineteen ninety seven? That that is easy. Remember Shawn Michaels claiming that this is when he was really starting to become great heel Michaels with DX. Uh, you know, yeah. he's talking about how he didn't want it, like he didn't want to really face Undertaker. Yeah. And it's funny because no one remembers the rest of that pay per view. Everybody should remember the hub in the cell. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that, uh, we're going. Uh, 
So without further ado, let's uh, let's get right into the flavor of the week for the next few minutes before we close. Here we go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's start with uh, Bad Blood 1997. The debut of it, It's Gonna Be It's Gonna Be Kane. And uh, <laughs> uh, October 5th, 1997 And of course uh, As I've been doing uh, recently As far as pay-per-views are concerned I'm also going to have uh, Some thoughts on, on And uh, some, some interesting notes uh, From Wrestling Observer So with that Um as far as the uh, as far as the results are concerned, yeah, nation domination, uh, defeating Legion of Doom. We had uh, many Max Minianova defeating Tarantula and uh, Mosaic. The Godwins defeating Headbangers. Owen Hart defeating uh, Farouk. DOA defeating Los Barricos. Bret Hart and British Bulldog defeating Vader, Vader Patriot, and then, of course Shawn Michaels uh, defeating The Undertaker. What do you have for that show? Man, this show about T minus. Um, <laughs> I just it wasn't very good. Um, I, I, nah, I don't think it was very good. Uh, I give it like a. Uh, I I give it a C minus just because of Taker Michael's Taker. Um, I give it a C plus because of Michael Taker. Um, real quick notes about that. Uh, uh, of course, unfortunately, it was the weekend following Brian Pillman's death. Uh, he was scheduled to continue his feud with Godus Marlena. Uh, Ken Shamrock was in St. Louis uh, that that uh, day. Um, well, he was planning on wrestling, uh, but uh, he was unable to um, take any bumps. Due to his lung injury And uh, was in caution In order to uh, and just pull from the match uh, The handicap match uh, DOA versus Lost Breakers was a last minute match um, They only had a few minutes to get Dressed for that so very interesting A few tidbits about the flag match it was Supposed to be a flag match but it was Changed last minute for some odd reasons <laughs> uh, To be just a regular match it was like flag rights Um uh, David Boy Smith's knee was bothering him. Uh, it was his first match back. Uh, Vader suffered a broken nose and a hyperextended elbow in the Japan uh, match with Shamrock, and was basically uh, working the match with one arm. Patriots suffered a viral infection early in the week. Uh, it was so severe that he collapsed due to dehydration, and he was also rushed to the hospital. We had fluids inserted and IV, but uh, tough old Patriot man, he still did the match. Very interesting tidbits on that particular pay-per-view. Uh, hell, hell in a cell. We had Ken Sharrock winning it uh, by defeating The Rock. Um, also, The Rock and Dan Severin was on the pay-per-view. Ken Sharrock and Jeff Jarrett was on the pay-per-view. Um, Undertaker defeating Mankind in a Hell in a Cell match. Kane de- uh, defeating Austin in the first blood match. Uh, very interesting stuff, man. Xbox uh, defeating Owen Hart. Uh, too much defeating Al Snow and Head <laughs> with Jerry Lawler uh, returning as a guest referee. And of course, uh, the six man tag team, Kantai losing to um, the Headbangers and Takamichi Noko. What would you give this pay per view? 
What would you give this pay-per-view? I would give it a, I would give it a, I would give it an I give it an A. I think it was a pretty solid A pay-per-view. Um I was I was pretty uh, I was pretty okay with it. I was I think it was I think it was pretty good. So um lots of good stuff about it, lots of good matches. Uh, lots of memorable matches. The first blood match was also good. A uh, couple tidbits. Um, may have been the first pinfall loss for Severin that's ever taken as a pro wrestler. Uh, and then the Midnight, the Midnight Express or the new Midnight Express were still known as the NWA Tag Team Champions. Even though the gimmick was gone, <laughs> they were considered uh, the lowest level jobber tag team on the roster. And Taker was working with bone chips in his ankle that limited his mobility. And then, finally, before we get off of tonight, we have uh, No Way Out of 2000. Uh, basically, that, uh, that, that turnout uh, with WWE was, of course, the, the, the retirement match was, was the big angle with that. Uh, Kurt Angle defeating Jericho for the Intercontinental Championship. Dudley's defeating New Age Outlaws for the Tag Team Championship. Uh, we also had Mark Henry defeating Viscera. And E and C defeating the Hardys, the, the, the number one contender for the tag team championship. We had Taz defeating the big boss man by DQ. X Pac defeating Kane, <laughs> no holds barred match. Two cool defeating the Radicals. A six man match. Big Show defeating the Rock. Um, for number one contender WWE and the uh, tag WWE championship number one contender match. And of course, uh, Triple H retiring, quote unquote, retiring Cactus Jack. And a title versus right. career adventure. Are you back with us? What do you got stuff for No Way Out 2000? Probably about to say, yeah, I'm having difficulty. Uh, no Way Out 2000, I thought it was a good thing to do. I think it was about a B-plus. Uh, I agree. I agree. Match. Match. Yeah, yeah, it was that good. Was, that was good. Yeah, it was good. I agree with that. It was really good. All right, real quick. Due to his injury, Billy Gunn was rarely in that match. Um, he, was, uh, <clears throat> he was scheduled in as far as, uh, I guess, the Dully Boys. There's a lot of heat on the people holding up the Foley will die sign as well as the cameraman that showed it. So, there are interesting tidbits about these uh, pay-per-views. Of course, we'll get some more Hell in a Cell-related pay-per-views uh, next week. Uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a fantastic, fantastic uh, yes. episode 287. Thank you to Matt Fidel for the Q&A. An honor. Of course, thank you to Evan Tech Prout for been an honor. another awesome successful show much fun as always ladies and gentlemen on behalf of evan tech proud i am chris featherson of course once again follow us at crave wrestling on twitter follow the facebook fan page crave wrestling and get you a pancakes and power slams shirt today once again and fire on the crave wrestling facebook page to send a simple message and uh, we will get you going as far as the Pancakes and Power Sam show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off. Thank you so much for listening. And everybody, enjoy your week of wrestling. And God bless. Good night. Bye-bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.